Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM. Hi, and welcome to Connecting a Better World, where we spend time meeting some of the most incredible human beings who make this world a better place. We will learn how each individual took their ideas, mission, and purpose to create and serve others in business and organizations that surround social good, social entrepreneurship, and social impact, and find out how we, together, can further connect others to help. I am your host, Dr. Natalie Phillips. Today, we will be talking with Regina Dickerson, Executive Director of Hearts Connected for Humanity. Hearts Connected for Humanity is a community development program building global partnerships with organizations in efforts to strengthen communities and empower individuals for a better future. Hearts Connected for Humanity believes in serving the family as a whole and has developed community-based programs for youth, women, men, and seniors. Hearts Connected for Youth programs are dedicated to educate, engage, and empower youth to achieve their dreams and become successful leaders. Hearts Connected for Women serve domestic violence survivors and their children by providing resources to mental and health care, education, financial literacy training, job readiness programs, and community building activities. Hearts Connected for Men provide young men who do not have fathers present in their lives to spend time with mentors to help make better choices and follow a successful path. Hearts Connected for Seniors support seniors by volunteering talent and time with daily essentials such as cleaning their homes, grocery shopping, and simply visiting those who may not be able to leave their residence. So I'm so excited for my dear friend Regina to be with us today, and I want you to share with me who you are and what your story is and how did you create your organization of Hearts Connected for Humanity? What did you do for a job? I worked in the government sector for over 20 years, and I've been doing the same thing. I worked in HR for many, many years, and I knew it was just time to do something different, something that I love to do, something that was a passion of mine. You know, I'm a woman with an open heart. I love people. I wanted to always be able to educate and empower people and just be able to provide families with everything that they need to make the best for themselves. So I worked in an agency for over 20 years, and I encountered a young girl that was brought into our office who had behavior issues. But I knew it was something special about this woman. It was something different about this young lady. So after sitting there for many hours, just sitting there listening to her story, and she always wanted to be like kind of rough and and put on this rough attitude and this gesture about herself. But you could just see right through it. You knew it was something about this young girl that was hurting. I knew if she didn't have behavior problems, but I couldn't figure out what was going on. So I was able to visit her home, and I walked into her house, and I saw something that I had never seen before. I walked into her home and I saw empty cupboard, food cupboards, and I've only seen that in the movies. So that bothered me so that I reached out to every person that I knew, and I asked them to please, please bring me food tonight. Bring me food tonight. I wanted to make sure that I was able to provide food for their family tonight. So I went and I gathered as much food as possible, and I took it back to the family home. And she had a younger sibling there. She had a younger sister. And when her sister saw all the food, she grabbed this pie. 
And out of all the food that we had there, she was so excited just to get a pie. She was so grateful. And at that point, I realized something so small to someone made a huge difference in someone else's life. Now, this mother shared with me that she was a survivor of domestic violence, and she had to live day by day. So many times she didn't have food in her cabinets because she thought that she would have to leave, and she never knew when. But I noticed that this one little thing about this young girl, that she didn't have the daily essentials of food, just a simple thing as food. And I mean, my eyes were filled up with tears on a daily basis, knowing that so many people were hurting and so many other people were in this situation. And that's kind of how Hearts Connected for Humanity really birthed. I saw hunger for a person, and I just did not want to see anyone else go through this. Wow. So you're saying that it all started with a home visit, really, for your government job. Yes. Wow. That's incredible. And did you leave your job right away, or how did you make that transition? Are you still there? Are you still doing sort of that human resource type of job, or did you devote your whole entire world now, you know, now that you've had this urge and this pull to help other people? Do you do this solely as what you do and the organization that you've created, or is this sort of like a side hustle? I did not leave my job. I'm still at my job. Wow. I'm still at my job. Yeah, it's it's really hard. I still do this on the weekends and in the evening times and as much as I can. No, I'm still there. And it's difficult. It is difficult. And I think some people don't realize how difficult it is to work a full-time job and to also have your organization. So when you have a hunger and a passion for what you do, you make the time and it's all worth it. I still work every day. And I totally believe that too. I mean, you gave me chills when you said that because there's so many stories that I've been able to listen to their journeys and they tell the story of how they leave everything behind and this is what they're dedicating their life to. And that is amazing. But what's equally amazing is you also understand that you might enjoy what you do. You might be able to still help people where you are. But in addition to that, you can create something that feeds on that passion and that drive and can continue to help people in a different way. Yes, I attended a summit called Activate Purpose, and I believe it was October, the end of the year. And I was actually an event coordinator for the event for a really good friend of mine named Regine Corona. And Regine Corona talks about activating your purpose in your life and building on your dreams, and it's time to jump into your purpose, and she helps cultivate it. But after the summit, I stood there, and at the end of the summit, we were talking, and I hugged her. And she says, what's this hug for? And I said, thank you. I said, thank you, because now what I saw today, I'm going to start my own business. So this, wait, wait, wait. So this began back in October and we were all at the same event. Yes. And that's the first place that I met you. And I have to say, Mm -hmm. everybody has to be a little aware of Regine Corona. In fact, she was on another episode of mine. But anytime that she invests time and love and encouragement into your life, you better watch out because she is speaking the truth. And it always makes me nervous when she says, okay, Natalie, I have something that (laughs) God spoke to me and this is what I have to tell you. I was like, no, don't tell me. You kind of want to hear, but then you kind of don't want to hear. And I remember, and I remember that was the first time I met you. And again, you gave me chills because it was such a special event. It was an amazing event. But you're telling me that a year and a half ago, October 2017, right after that Activate Purpose Summit, that's when you started to really step into this calling and 
create what you created? Right after the Activate Purpose, two months after the Activate oh Purpose, goodness. I received my paperwork that I was a nonprofit organization. Two months after. I, oh my gosh. Two months after, literally right after the summit, that Monday or Tuesday, I met with Regine and I said, I want to do this. Let's do this. There is a drive inside of me that I know it's time for this to birth. Let's do it. And she was right there and she helped me every step of the way and it's still there to this day. And it all started with the hunger piece though, correct? But I feel like there's so much more now that it's grown into. So share with me some of the different programs. I know that you work with now the youth. You've got a program for women. You've got a program for men. You've got even a program for senior citizens. So how did it grow from just you going on a home visit and seeing the hunger issue to now you're serving all kinds of people? I believe that. When the family is not functioning correctly, it's off balance. And many times we try to focus on one area. Businesses try to focus on one area. But a lot of times if something's going on with the mother or the father or the children, and then the case with the home visit, it was the mother being a mother of domestic violence. But when things are going on in that home, it's off balance. So I think there's a need for everyone. I don't want to focus on one particular area because there's a need for each person in that household, each family to be educated, to be empowered, to bring the best out of them. Because when you can work on a family and cultivate the family to be as a unit as one, it's amazing what can be done. Wow. That is so true. And I never even thought of that. And that makes sense how you're able to and how you're willing to reach out to so many different people. Because most people kind of limit themselves to, I'm going to help the youth. This is going to be all about women, or this is going to be all about dads or things like that. And, you know, I was so curious when I was learning about Hearts Connected for Humanity, how are you able to do all of this and reach everybody? But it totally makes sense that the family is a unit. And if there's one thing that's off, then how is that family going to function? Or how is that household, I should say? Because there are so many definitions of family. So how will that household and eventually how will that youth be successful? So that totally Mm -hmm. makes sense and why you can't limit yourself to just one particular group of people in your case. Correct. I love that. Well, because you're so diverse, what kinds of things do you feel that you need the most help with in pushing the needle forward? Parts Connected for Us Humanity really needs assistance with partnerships. We need partnerships. We need individuals who will partner with us to donate their time, their talents. And many times we'll need in-kind donations from different organizations when we're going out, when we're feeding the homeless, when we're providing clothing for women of domestic violence, when they're starting all over again. The men that we work with, we work with incarcerated men and their children, getting back in the homes with their children. Sometimes we need neckties and suits and jackets or even space to host the seminars and host fundraisers and host our resource meetings that we want to work with and mentoring our children back in the community and educating them. And also donations begin to provide to continue to keep the services going. And what about for the seniors too? What do you do for the seniors? We have resource meetings for the seniors. We let them know various programs that are available to them. We have reading groups for the seniors currently right now. We meet with a lot of, but we have a group of seniors that we meet with that There's challenges. A lot of times their children get a chance to drop them off with us and we sit down and we read books with them and we occupy their minds because some of our seniors 
they need help and they need people to care for them also. And their children, they have jobs, they have lives. So we like to be able to bring our seniors in, work with them as far as reading groups to keep their minds going. That helps with the dementia. And just to be able to provide resources for whatever they need, whatever's going on with them that they need, we provide resources for them. Hey friends, this is Charles with NOCO FM, the podcast network and streaming radio station dedicated to creating diverse shows just like this one and the numerous others that we help produce. We hope you'll consider becoming a supporter on Patreon, which helps us pay our hosts, produce more shows, and allows us to give back to nonprofits in Northern Colorado. Not only do you become part of our community, but giving also gets you access to an incredible selection of exclusive content from all of our creators, starting at just $2 a month. To get started now, just visit noco.fm slash patron and sign up. Once again, that's N-O-C-O dot F-M slash patron. Hope you have a fantastic start to 2019. We've got some big things coming your way. Now, back to the show. When you're talking about some of the things that you're doing, in the last year and odd some months, you've got to have some great stories of things that you've seen, transformations maybe even of people that you've worked with. What are some of your favorite stories or maybe a favorite story that just comes to your mind about one person or a family or whatever you might have encountered? One of my favorites is each year we host, this is our second year, we're going to host a Mother's Day brunch supporting women of domestic violence. And we get a chance to bring survivors to the luncheon and we celebrate them and we honor them. We have survivors as our speakers, we have resources there. But when you sit and you listen to some of their stories, and this is so compassionate, when you listen to some of their stories and things that women go through, a lot of people think that you have to be battered to be a part of a domestic violence. Well, there's so many forms of domestic violence that it would amaze you. And to sit there and just to celebrate women who have survived, this is something that really sets deep within my heart. And I love to celebrate these women because they have come so far and they're continuing to educating themselves. We're giving them resources. We have people from various domestic violence centers that come out and they give them resources and they still are helping people. And you'll be surprised. You may sit next to someone and you never know their story. But when they're sitting in this setting and they're, and it comes out that they have experienced some of these great things and you're able to wrap your arms around them and it gives you such joy. And I love, love hosting this event every year. And it's a women's brunch. And how many people did you have at your last event? It's not just a women's brunch because men also survive domestic violence. So we do ah. have men and women there. We had at least 150 survivors there last year. How do they know about this event? We reach out to various organizations. We reach out to domestic violence centers. We invite women to come. We try to partner with other agencies for their support. We post social media, and the word just gets out. That's incredible. You're doing some good work to be able to gather that because you haven't really even been as a nonprofit, except for the last maybe year or so. And so for 150 survivors to be celebrated 
and get together and to love on each other and lift each other up. You've got to be doing some great work just getting that word out. We're having our second annual Mother's Day luncheon this year. So we are looking forward to it at the Double Tree Hotel in Norwalk. So we're looking for even much larger crowd this year. Wow. Okay. Norwalk, California, May 11th on Mother's Day. So it's a Mother's Day brunch, but it is a brunch for all survivors, both men and women. Correct. What's a story that you have had with somebody that you've either reached out to and you just couldn't get it to work? And I'm curious, would resources have been able to help you reach that person better? I have a family. It's a mother, daughter, and three of her grandchildren. And I've reached out to this family on numerous occasions. She actually approached me first. And when I tried to reach out to this family to assist them, she would stand with us and she wouldn't show up for appointments. She wouldn't show up for meetings. I contacted various homes. They ended up being homeless. I contacted various homes and shelters to get them in. And sometimes people's pride overrides their needs. She met me at a shelter and she saw someone that she knew. And she was so embarrassed. And I understand. I totally understand that. So we tried to find other centers. And she said, you know what? Never mind. I'd rather sleep on the street. Oh, wow. And I said, you would rather sleep on the street than to go into a shelter with someone else. I said, but guess what? They're in that shelter, too. They have the same need that you have. And it's okay. They may have faced the same embarrassment that you face, but you have to get over it. You have to say, I want this, and I want it bad. And she just couldn't get over that. She could not see someone else that she knew in that situation, and she refused help from us. Oh, that just breaks my heart. Yeah, it broke my heart, too, because this was a lady, her child, and her grandchildren, and she did not want help because of her pride. And it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking on our end because... We try so hard, and sometimes we want it more for the person than they may want it for themselves. And that's the part of giving back that's difficult. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, because ultimately, it is their choice. You can provide the resources. You can provide the love. You can provide the empowerment and hoping that they will take that step to empower themselves. But ultimately, Mm -hmm. it is their choice, and you can't force anybody to accept the help. Right. Wow. Correct. Do you think that you would ever reach out to her again at some point? I would. I plan to. We have a mutual friend and they're looking for her to find exactly where she is. And I do have a place for her to go that she can enter privately. She'll be away from people for a while. She'll be secluded in an area. So I'm looking forward to reaching out to her and I just hope that she will accept what we have for her. Yeah. And sometimes it does take time for them to accept it. And, you know, I'm I'm hoping that she does come around and accept that help. But again, also, she knows how to contact you and where you are, too. So if it were hopefully to come the other way around where she would need it before, you guys were able to locate her, that that would happen as well. Yeah. Got to have hope, right? Yeah, I have hope for her. And yeah. when you're doing this, your heart gets connected to everyone. Oh, yes. And that's kind of how the name Hearts Connected started because my heart is connected to the people. My heart is connected and I want everyone to do well. I want to be able to reach out to the world and wherever there's a need that, you know, we can help with that need. That's why I'm so happy that we don't focus on one area because 
There's no way. There's a need in every situation that men need help, women need help, children need help, elderly need help. So hearts connected, we connect our hearts. Our heart gets so connected to the people sometimes it leaves tear stains in our eyes. But it also brings joy to our hearts. I love it. I love what you're doing. And I love that you're able to share what you're doing. What's one piece of advice that you can share with our listeners on them maybe taking that step to make the world a better place? I would share, don't judge a book by its cover until you read the entire book, because you never know what a person has endured. And the advice that I would share to your listeners is to please give from your heart and expect nothing in return. I love it. Is there anything else that you would like to share about Hearts Connected for Humanity that we may not have touched upon? I would love to stay connected with your listeners. They can reach us on our website at heartsconnectedforhumanity.org and our Facebook page, Hearts Connected for Humanity also. And just stay connected with us. Donate your time. If there's a time or a talent that you have, we would love for you to come and to be able to assist others in need. Thank you for being here and for being able to share what you're doing. Thank you so much for tuning in to Connecting a Better World. And thank you, NOCO FM, for supporting this show. If you haven't heard, NOCO FM is dedicated to bring diverse voices and spotlighting a unique culture to Fort Collins and beyond. For more information, please visit www.noco.fm. If you connected to something in this episode, we would love to hear from you. Our contact info will be listed in the show notes, as well as you can reach us on our social media channels. Please feel free to share our podcast with your friends and loved ones. For more shows, please tune in to noco.fm online. This has been a production of NOCO FM. 